Hello and welcome to another episode of the Born Too Late podcast, where uh, is it I or me? What would you think? Is it I, Jay Castro? or Yeah, that's I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me sounds weird. So we're I, Jay Castro, and my friend Josh Rutledge here, um, where we talk to musicians, label owners, journalists, bloggers, DJs, anyone that we feel is making a fuss in underground music right now. Tonight, um, we have a guest, but okay, of course we have a guest. I just want to start out with with a little story, okay? Um, in the early 90s, okay, picture this. It's the early 90s. And I was fully on board with, uh, with Lookout Records, with Fat Records, Epitaph, and all that kind of stuff. While that was all well and good, at the same time, I was also discovering bands like the Sex Pistols, Clash, the Boys, Eater, and all that kind of stuff. There's something about late 70s British punk that just ran shivers up my spine in a good way. And I couldn't help wonder, why aren't there any punk bands that sound like this anymore? Well, in 1995, the musical gods answered my tearful woes with the release of The Stitches 8x12, an album that I still regard as one of the best punk records ever made, regardless of the era. Then in 2011, this band called The Crazy Squeeze came along with a 7-inch called Give Me a Kiss, and it was in full glam, bover, bubblegum, pub rock glory that blew my mind all over again. In case you haven't guessed it, this is the Johnny Whitmer episode. How that? How does that sound? That sounds okay? good. Cool. All right, Johnny. Well, I want to thank you for lending us uh, your time this evening, man. No, pr- no problem. I have nothing else better to do on a Friday night in LA. Well, I just got, I just got, I just got back to LA. <laughs> Did you like today? So, nah, nah. A few days ago, I was in, uh, I was in Ohio. My mom had hip surgery, so I was stuck in Ohio. I mean, I was stuck in Ohio, but uh, it was good. I was stuck there for like 12 weeks. I, I thought it was like two months, but then I counted it. It was like 12 weeks. It was crazy. That's and a long I, time. Yeah. Th- th- thanks to Trog's uh, uh, double box. was a Trog- <laughs> Troganator. That's a classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. That got they you. Should, they, they shouldn't sell it in six packs, especially when, <laughs> especially when you buy two. <laughs> Six packs, so yeah, there you go. No wonder you lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those 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 things will kill you. But uh, but yeah, th- those are those are good. I you know I found out about that. I see Josh's food posts, you know, and like a lot, you know, like he's he's a little bit farther away from where I grew up, but like 
a lot of times it overlaps, and then a lot of times I see him like in like northeastern Ohio, and I'm like, go here, and he's like, duh, you know, <laughs> I already had that planned out, you know, like whatever. But I see his food posts and stuff, and like, uh, you know, we have the Lebanon bologna. I had to get Lebanon bologna, you know, and I had to get like some. He's always posting like trove stuff, so I had to get some of that, you know. I just right before I left though, they had um, Oktoberfest bells, and I'm like, I'm like, that's farther. He's farther away than me from Bell's Brewery, and I'm like, how do you get that quicker? You know, like <laughs> I, I, I still didn't get it. So, so whatever. I mean, that's just one thing. He's got his methods. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's secret. He, he, back, he, he, back does, he does, he does, you know, and, he, and he's got a lot of good, a lot of good stuff, you know, it's like, because like I say, it overlaps. So, you know, you know, yeah. uh, we, we, we kind of enjoy the same stuff. Stalking yeah. the stores to see when, when the fall beers are, have arrived. Oh, that's, that's the, that's the best thing in the world. You know? <laughs> Oktoberfest. I'll say I'm going to quit drinking. Then I'm like, oh shit, it's Oktoberfest. Okay. After, after Oktoberfest. Yeah. Best, best time, time of the year. Yes, 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 yes. For sure. Yes, I'm sure stuff falls off the truck around Josh. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> um. So, hey, man. Weekend. Just, I just want to um, not take up too much of your time, and and so we can jump right into it. If if, if let's do it. To, yeah, I'm ready. Ready to roar. So, Johnny, your your origins in in music we wanted to know um how did you come to to love music and and begin playing in bands oh man like i gotta tell you my parents had a great 45 collection um my nice. my my aunt was like a, one of those uh, columbia music 45 ladies uh, and, yeah. and they would send her triples of stuff so we had a great growing up i had a great collection of 45s i mean i had like um you know anywhere from tom jones she's a lady to uh incense of peppermint strawberry alarm clock had easy beat st louis um tubular bells probably somewhere in there um but we had a lot of good stuff and then also my mom had some good stuff growing up um you know, she had like uh, Rock and Robin, Bobby Day, which I was just back home and we were playing it. You know, we were playing Bobby Day, Rock and Robin, and she was dancing around like with her broken hip, uh, her replacement hip, and she was doing good. And uh, that, that that really cheered me up. And um, you know, it's like, and my dad bought a lot of stuff too. My dad um, would buy. He loved like weird, weird stuff like. Uh, you know, Beach Boys, I get around. Like, I mean, stuff I just called, like, weird, like, uh, what else? The Streak, you know? Like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So we always had music going around the house. Um, and he loved he loved anything that made weird noises. Like, he bought, like, Led Zeppelin Black Dog 45 because it went, ah, 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 you know, shit like that. You know, it's like, so... So I've always just liked absurd stuff, you know. Oh, and Sweet Little Willie was like a big, you know, um, big hit around our house too. Like when we, uh, when I was growing up. So, so that was good. I had an older brother, 
and uh, he was really into music. You know, he's five years older than me, so I learned. Oh. About, I learned about like everything. Like, I mean, we were getting, um, you know, stuff like Mata Hoople and uh, Aerosmith. Draw the line. I liked them both because because they were both like brown, you know, and uh, we, we we got them both from uh, from the library and stuff, and we checked those out. And I had a cool older cousin that I reconnected with when I went back to Ohio, me and him hung out a couple of times um, at clubs when I was back in Ohio, just uh, in the last couple of months. And uh, he would lend my dad like black Sabbath paranoid. Um, he would lend my dad like the cars LP when it came out. And I think the pretenders and some other stuff. And he had a tarantula that he used to let crawl on his arm. So I thought he was really cool, <laughs> you know? So, um, so um. I, yeah, I, I grew up around music. It was like the most, probably the most important thing in my life ever. You know, it's like it was good. That's but then, but then we got Kiss, and then Kiss, mm. Kiss was like the whole thing. Me and my brother like designed our own band that we never played, but we used to design our own covers and our own songs. And I had to play bass, so I had to be kind of like Gene Simmons, and <laughs> you know. You know, I, he was he was always the singer, lead guitarist. So, so um, so yeah, older brother definitely. Um, we used to go to, I can't even tell you. We used to go to like uh, um, garage sales, and at that time, I mean, I'm talking like seventy seven, seventy eight. You know, and I'm and I was young at that time. You know, I was born in seventy one. So. I'm like six, seven years old riding bikes and we're buying stuff like Alex Harvey band and we're buying um, Slade. We're buying like original nice copies of Vertigo, Black Sabbath LPs. And the ladies are just like, my son moved away and I'm selling them for 25 cents. And like, sweet, like, you, know, you know, like you can't, you can't you know, you know how much that shit goes for now, but like back then it was just like it was crazy. And that was me and my brother, we used to have BMX bikes, we used just to haul ass and just buy buy records. And then I learned so much about music, you know, from you know, like I'd say seventy six through like eighty, and then all of a sudden my brother said, you know, like I think we got down to like um ACDC started buying ACDC and shit like that. And um, my brother said, I'm done with all this stuff. I'm into like, you know, like psychedelic rock. And he started buying like 13 floor elevators. So I started learning about all that stuff. Oh, wow. You know, and stuff. And then my brother went totally insane on acid. Um, and um, I lost him. And that was like one of the biggest, one of my biggest losses in my life, losing him. Cause he was my idol, you know, um, and so um, I think I graduated into like MTV, and I started liking, you know, Adam and the Ants and Duran Duran, whatever was on MTV at the time, you know, which he hated, you know, but like, but it's just, but that, but that period of time, you know, I mean, I learned pretty pretty much every Beatles song, every, you know, um, Thirty Four Elevator before I was like whatever, like a uh, ten years old. <laughs> which which is a time you should learn because it like just sticks with you forever, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so 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 it's kind of crazy, you know. But um, 
he did, and 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 we were into punk as well. You know, I can remember him buying. Um, I can remember him buying the Dead Boys, uh, Young Lana Stani at the thrift store for like a quarter or whatever. And um, I can remember him buying the uh, the eight tracks for the first time I heard near dolls. You know, it's like he bought them. He's like, these guys turned on Kiss, and I'm like, all right, let's listen to him. It was like eight tracks. You know, like. You know, so uh, um, so um, I didn't really get to appreciate the dolls until later on. You know, like I don't think the eight tracks did anything for me. If they would have been on record, maybe it would have changed me, like uh-huh. back, back 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 then. But um, but definitely, dictators did. I love dictators. I think he got pissed. I traded a, I traded um, go girl crazy, for like probably like a Duran Duran Rio or something, <laughs> or, or maybe the first Duran Duran. He probably got pissed at me. Yeah. I remember he broke my Adam and the Ants Prince Charming LP. And he's like, these, these guys are fags. Oh, <laughs> you know, and, he, and, he, and he broke it. But it, but it's funny. I was going through my mom's records, like, and he had a copy of Prince Charming in there. So maybe he uh, maybe he learned something from me. Uh, well, in your defense, man, it was hard to escape the MTV gravitational pull in the early 80s. Yeah. I mean, my grandma, I didn't have cable growing up, you know, it's like, I grew up a poor, uh, I was, I was white, but, uh, but I'll say I was a poor black child. Cause like most of my friends were black and they were totally kick-ass man, you know, like, and they turned me on to like the early hip hop, you know, like, I, nice. you, know, you know, uh, so I got to appreciate that as well, you know, but, um, uh, my grandma did have cable. And I went over there, and I think I saw the first day of MTV, and I was like, who are these guys? I was like, fuck, Adam Nant, that's cool, you know? I had a Prince Charming T-shirt, and I wore it, I think, like, you know, I went to Catholic school for a few years, but then, like, when I went to public school, I wore the Prince Charming shirt, and, like, they were like, the fuck's that? You know, like, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, so my my favorite shirt, though, was, like, I was totally into Kiss, my dad bought me this fucking tube shirt and it was like the Quaalude. It was like P Wable Quaalude. It said OD with the big glasses. Cause he thought like, Oh, this is like kiss. So I had that and that was crazy. And then the other time they bought me a black Sabbath six, six, six shirt. And I wore it to church. Cause you, you know, like, whatever we, we didn't, you know, I went to Catholic church when I was a kid and, and <laughs> And uh, I didn't know what 666 was, but I was like Black Sabbath. I like fucking Paranoid. I like, you know, like Volume 4, you know, like whatever, you know. And, and uh, I got I got to wear that to church. It was great. <laughs> they kind of looked at me strange, I think. And my, sure. and my, dad didn't, my dad didn't even question it. It's like, you know, you, you know, like, hey, I want that Black Sabbath shirt. It says 666, you know, like whatever. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So I had a crazy childhood. Okay, uh, we jumped BMX bikes, you know, all over the place. You know, um, nunchucks. Yeah. What else? Uh, skate, uh, roller skating. Just go to roller skating. You know, just like a, a weird childhood. But like rock and roll was always definitely a part of it, man. And it's like, uh, I love that. You know. So do you talk- remember your yeah. your go first ahead. band? My first band ooh, ever? I don't know. Like uh, the first, the first band that I played in, or the first band that I liked. Yeah. Uh, first yeah, band, yeah. yeah. My first band was um, I had a band with Mike Hodgkiss. Mike Hodgkiss played in um, 
the uh, what were they called? The uh, with Rick Sims, the Gaza Strippers, and he also oh, later on, he also later on went to uh, be an urge overkill, and um, I just saw him. We were just hanging out. We we went to see the dwarves a uh, uh, couple of months ago in Ohio, and uh, and we saw the like it was weird because we were at this club in uh, downtown Kent. We we're like, oh, we 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 played over that was our, one of our first shows over there at the YMCA. So we had we had a band and it was good because um it was weird. He was into like really like kind of grunge stuff that I didn't really know. Like uh, he was into uh, Mud Honey. And, but he loved the Stooges, which I loved as well, you know, and I was more into punk and stuff. But uh, I remember Mud Honey did a cover of uh, Angry Samoans, so I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we covered that one. And we have, uh, we have, we have some recording of that someplace. And I'll threaten him that I'm going to find it and release. It. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but he's doing good now. He's, uh, you know, after many tours and uh, stuff with the uh, Gaza Strippers and. Uh, Urge Overkill, he's uh, residing in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, in a good space. Good space. Cool. So how did you get to move? How, not get to move, but how did you end up in California? Well, um, I, I, I've always been friends with a lot of people in California. I've been, uh, I've been friends with Mike Lorman singer for the stitches for for a long time i met him in 1989 after i graduated from high school uh him and ricky barnes who you might know from the pushers and um Nani monkey um and rudy rudy from jackpot and uh, american punk records they all came to ohio they were on tour and i met them in 1989 um me and my friends actually wanted to go on a um, cross-country skateboard tour. Oh, skateboarding is the key probably to everything here. Um, you know, that's probably like all my connections in the early days at least. Um, and then we uh, we went cross-country, you know, um, met tons of cool people like Rick Windsor in Sacramento, met um, tons of people in, you know, San Luis Obispo, then we got to SoCal, and Mike's like, yeah, I come over to my house. And I, I went over to his house, and, like, I, I knocked at the door. His dad's like, yeah, he's upstairs. Just go upstairs. And I'm going upstairs, and it's like, it's like a coli zone, man. It's like a fucking white shag carpet. He's He's got all this weed busted out, and his dad's, like, in there. And I'm like. How do you have all that weed busted from your dad? His dad didn't even fucking care. And I'm like, wow, this is California. You know, he's like, fuck off, dad. You know, like <laughs> at, the, at the time. So, so, um, you know, I hung out with Mike then. And then uh, I went back home. Me and Mike were in, con- you know, uh, constant contact with uh, trading records and talking on the phone about what's going on and stuff. And then, um, and then I can remember you know, coming out here a few times to go see like bands, like uh, actually Mike made me tapes, you know, that was, that was my goal. Cause like my friend, my friend uh, Lurch came back from California in like, like 87 or 88. And he had all these tapes with all these weird bands. It was like, 
who's that? That's the crowd. Who's that? That's the, you know, the gears. Who's that? That's the chiefs. I was like, fuck, I've never heard of any of these bands, you know, like, so, um, my main goal, I went out there. I'm like, Mike, make me some tapes. He made me a few tapes and which he's like, Mike's like my second older brother. I will say that because, you know, Mike turned me on to so many good, good, good things, you know, like, uh, over, over the years, he's still got a good ear. Every once in a while we'll get together. We'll be in the same car or same band. And I'll be like, check this out. And I'll be like, wow, where'd you hear about that? Oh, you know, on Spotify, I don't do Spotify at all, but like Mike's still got a good ear and he can like, you know, he, he knows what's good. So I trust him on a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah. So anyway, I moved out here. I had a girlfriend at the time. She just passed away from, from COVID like back in, uh, in November, which is the weirdest thing ever. She left me cause she thought I was going to die away before she did. But, um, Actually, she passed away before me. Go figure. Um, so uh, I moved out here with her. One day I was down on Melrose at a record store, and Mike was there. He's like, Johnny, what's up? You know, and I think he was with Mike from the Spent Idols at the time. And, like, so we got back. We came back to my house, and he's like, oh, man, you play guitar? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you want to play in my band? I'm like, yeah, you know, like, so, so I ended up uh, in the stitches. But before that, um, I wanted to move out here because I thought I wanted to be in uh, uh, the uh, Exploding Fuck Dolls. And I go, one of those guys is going to quit. It was like the Godoy brothers and yeah. Dwayne. And Dwayne, I'm glad I never joined them, definitely. And Dwayne's asked me so many times every time, like, you're going to play with me. You're like my Mick Jones. I'm like just Trapper. And I'm like, no, no, dude. You know, so I'm, I'm just glad I never did that. But um, but uh, but anyway, I, that, that was my original goal. I go, I'm going to move out there and play with Exploding Fuck Dolls because I had the seven inch and I thought it was great. But then uh, the, the stitches were opening up and before I was in the band. And uh, I saw them and I go, these guys are way better, you know. So, so I joined like probably, they started in like June or so June of 93 and I started like in maybe uh, September October around that time. Oh wow, not you know so um so 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 I got in some of the stuff was already written definitely you know and like so it was easy for me you know just just go in there and play you know had a, had a good time you know and uh and I've been, I've been here for almost 30 years now so hey there you go that's amazing. I just, <laughs> I just think about like from like mid to late nineties. It, it, it's like the Stitches were like the band in American punk rock, and especially oh. when when you would have a new record out and the new issue of MRR came out, it would be in everybody's top ten list. Oh, dude, it was always a, like yeah. it was like a holiday. Yeah, you, you, I don't know if you believe me or if you know this, but. Every fucking time you guys released a new single, it was like a freaking holiday. Well, we but, didn't do that many. Uh, we only had a few. I mean, I guess it was a holiday when uh, when we released something. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, you you know, like I mean, we were we ah uh, man, we were on fire back then, and like um, but at the same time, you know, a lot of internal stuff going on. You know, like you know, me and Pete. We're on speed, and you know um, the rest. And uh, Mike was on heroin, and then 
it just uh you know it kind of it kind of um broke up for a while you know like um like anything but uh but it was good we kind of we kind of had this little control over what we were doing and you know like the scene at the time you know so it's cool and i and i guess we still do you know it's like i mean you know you know i'm not gonna lie you know it's like I, i've been very lucky you know it's like when when i joined the stitches man i gotta tell you like you know i i would go and you know you know like whatever i was new in town like whatever but i had cool clothes cool whatever you know just walk in all of a sudden i had like you know like 200 of mike's friends or my new friends and i'm like fuck i was just anxiety 5000 man it was like you know like i get, there's way too many people <laughs> you know yeah you know, i grew up and like my friends are my close friends you know and it's like kind of still that way you know but it's just like you know it's like all of a sudden i met all these people i'm like i don't know you know like anxiety how can i meet all these people like like whatever you know and then uh you know and then being on speed on top of that i don't know if that that, that fixed it or if that was where maybe that uh enhanced it I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know i don't know but it was like uh it was like a line of speed and like two i don't know if you guys remember it was uh there were mickey's iced ales we used to get like the 22 ounce iced ales it was like you could have like two of those you know i mean it, de- it definitely went up after that but uh but at that time it was like that was the perfect amount you, know, you got like the, the one or two 99 cent iced ales did a line and like fucking let's go like we're ready but it was but it was a good time man hey you know it's like and like like i say like we used to draw out draw like pretty much everyone and it's and it's like one day i was like are we getting paid for this and mike's like fuck get paid for what and i'm like i'm like all right let me talk to the promoter and i'm like damn um you know it's like Vandals aren't drawn that many people. We're drawn like fucking, you know, over half the crowd. Dickies aren't drawn that, you know, and and then uh, people started getting pissed, you know, like you know, promoters like couldn't just like hire us anymore, you know, really? for, that's, yeah, that's... Well, well, just for because they'd want to hire us for nothing, you know, like uh, oh. you know, I got a thousand dollar guarantee for the Dickies, you know, and you guys are drawn, you know. Half that I don't want to pay you guys like five hundred or whatever. So, so whatever. But um, but it worked out for the best for us, you know. You know, we started getting paid finally, you know, and um and stuff. But uh, but yeah, that was great. Those those first couple of years, it was crazy. It was just like you know, hey, show up. Hey, let's do this. Hey, practice. Hey, you know. And it's like there was no thought in any of it, you know. Pretty much, you know. Later on, I mean, I guess there's there's there was some thought, but. You know, that's that's the best time. That's why you get all the best stuff out of, you know, younger bands, you know. It's just like, you know, just go do it. Let's go. But, yeah, that was that was the early stitches, and then we broke up for a while, and we got back together many times, you know, and then um, we kept going, and, you know, like, we're, we're where we're, we are where we are, we are at right now. But uh, it's just uh, right now it's just like, you know, do um, just playing the – Playing some shows and stuff, you know. I don't know about recording any new stuff. I don't know if there's anything that needs to be written about, uh, 
your kids' uh, softball leagues or, you know, <laughs> you know uh, or your kids' schools or being a parent, which which a lot of a lot of our members have kids now. I don't, but like you know, I, I don't know what, what can be written right now. So yeah. we probably aren't getting a, a, another stitches record. Oh, you never know. You never know. You never know. Mike's kids are going off to college, or Mike's one daughter is going off to college. Pete's still got kids. I don't know. Maybe I'll write the lyrics. You don't want me to write the lyrics. You hear those in crazy squeeze. They're no, they're, they're no good. So um, so yeah, like uh, so who knows? Who knows? So you talked a little bit about Stitches singles. Are do you have your favorite? Oh, I don't know. Like um, I love them all. Uh, my favorite, um, uh, I love living in 110. Um, I'm, you know, I like that a lot. That was one, that was one thing I brought in early on to the stitches, probably like before eight by 12 was released, but I love them all. I love 16. I think that's a really good, that's a really good seven inch. And like, I was stoked cause, uh, I remember the nomads came and, um, I gave, uh, I gave the guitar player uh, the seven inch Hans, the seven inch and uh, Nick Volberg came and he was like, Oh my God, I work in a record store. We play that all the time. I love that seven inch. That's so good. And uh, like, this is like whatever, like 90, whenever it came out, 95, whatever it was. And, uh, and I was so stoked on that, you know, my idols, you know, I love the, love the nomads that they, they would think that that's a good seven inch, you know? Nice. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I like them all. I mean, I like the first, I like, you know, I like every seven inch, you know, um, and we were, uh, the weird thing is we were just supposed to have, uh, an official seven in, American seven inch, um, record come out on burger records and like, you know, and it was supposed to come out and they were trying to rush it right before everything went down with them. And, they're like, oh, we have to change something, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? You know, I'm like, what? What do we have to change? And you know, I didn't understand. Then all of a sudden, I got the memo that said they had been canceled, and and I was like, I was so excited because I wanted to call the record "Saved by Hipsters" again, you know, because <laughs> originally, originally, um, um, Sunny over, uh, Sunny over at, um. What did uh, what's the label that that uh, the Lashock split came out on? Um, uh, GSL. GSL, yeah, that was they were the original hipsters and they came and they revived our career at that time. They're like they brought us back to life. We got tons of like uh, press from that and stuff. So Burger Records was going to do our um, singles collection. I was going to call it. I wanted to call the LP. <laughs> no one else did. Saved by Hipsters again. Come again or. Or uh, again, you know, like whatever. So this was going to be an LP. It was going to be a double LP. You know, but uh, but but yeah, yeah. Like I mean, seriously, it was like the last thing that Burger Records had on their plate right before they had to close down. And I mean, I mean, seriously, I was working like a day or two before they closed down with them to try to get everything still released and stuff and then you know that went down and i was like that's gonna be great we're gonna be we can play some festivals you know we can get a good booking uh 
we can get good book. We have a good booking agent, but we can get good bookings with our agent, you know, like, um, and stuff. And I thought it was going to be, you know, a little highlight for us, but unfortunately that was not to be. You know? So, so Johnny, let me just, uh, so let me just try to understand this. So you're telling me or us that the stitches have a double LP of new material that was no, like, no, 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 no. It was, it was, it was our singles collection. Oh, 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 oh okay. Okay. No, 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 not, 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 nothing new. Don't, don't get excited. Okay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that would have been a scoop. No, no, it was, it was just our singles collection. Uh, we did one with, uh, with Wanda, um, right? With Wanda. Yeah. Like for our, our uh, 2013 mm -hmm. tour. And uh, we did a limited amount of those, but we were supposed to do a deluxe version that had A's, B's, everything, you know. Nice. And I think it had, uh, as well as comp tracks. So it was supposed to be double. And uh, Andrew from Le Shock did all the artwork for it. He was really, he was kind of bummed out that it didn't happen. The um, uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean from... Uh, from a burger is it sean yeah there's a uh who's who are the two uh sean and um whatever i you can't but really uh dude, yeah. yeah yeah um but uh but the one guy's still doing a label he he said he still wants to do it and we're just like mm -hmm. uh you know like I, I don't know like we just kind of <laughs> put it off like we always do and maybe it will come out like you know sometime in the future who knows? Hmm. Who knows? It's it's out there. It's ready to go. If somebody wants to do it, get a hold of me. You know, get, get, get a hold of Born Too Late. Tell them. You know, you know. We'll start a campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 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 pretty much ready to go. I think it's been mastered. We might want to master it again. And uh, but uh, but it's pretty. It's uh, sequencing has already been uh, selected. Everything. I think we have a. You know, we have the uh, artwork ready to go to, you know, so, so whatever. I mean, you know, there you go. Bad luck, bad luck again, you know, <laughs> you know, for the stitches. So, but, uh, but who knows? Might be good luck in the future. So are all those years in between eight by 12 and uh, 12 imaginary inches in that time, was there ever talk of, doing an LP that just never materialized? Not not really. I mean, uh, we were broken up for a while. We went through a couple different drummers. We did some tours. We did some seven inches. Um, you know, we the, the funny thing is we used to practice like every week still just never, never really thought about recording an LP. And then by the time we did, it was uh, we we were kind of like pretty fucked up at that time when we did twelve imaginary inches. If you can uh, if you listen to it, you'll see. But uh, but it was good. We got to work with Earl Mankey. Um, originally, um, uh, Pete D from the Attics recorded like our first kind of demo, at least the demo that I was on um in san diego and we ne we never finished it and we always kept in touch with him and he said he wanted to produce our lp and he said johnny i got i got big ideas for you guys man I, i'm you know you guys gonna do all this stuff 
and I'm like, all right, like whatever, you know, like, uh, and then, and then he kind of got weird. We, um, we took him on, like he record, he, he recorded us, produced us, did some cool shit. You know, like I love Pete. Pete's a great guy, but then we went on tour and he was like, you know, at the end of the tour, there was like nothing left. There was like, whatever. We were all getting like 50 bucks. And I gave him like 50 bucks. He's like, that's all I get. I, uh, you know, I did sound. I'm like, dude, like fucking, you know, we don't make money on tour. You know, it's like, it kind of got weird on me, you know? So, um, you know, we, we kind of split, we kind of, we didn't put his name on the, re- on the LP. He did some of the stuff. We went in and remixed it on our own. I mean, we still have the PD mixes that were, that, that are cool as well, but, um, he wanted to get really weird and, you know, like kind of, you know, made us do, I mean, he didn't make us do, but like, he kind of like whatever we were thinking, like, let's put, like, we were in the same studio that fucking 2020 was in. So we're asking like fucking mm-hmm. Earl Mackey, give us like the 2020, like, uh, you know, like keyboard thing is let's make weird, like, you know, like sounds and stuff, you know, but you know, um, kind of came out different, you know, but like, you know, like uh, everyone's like, well, uh, yeah, what's going on with all that stuff? And that was definitely too, too much, too many drugs, you know, like, um, and being allowed to do whatever you wanted to do, you know, like PD really didn't tell us we couldn't do anything. And he, he liked the weird stuff. So, so, um, that's how that happened. It came out all right, man. You <laughs> like it? Uh, as long as you like it. I don't know. I, I'm like this, you throw it out there. It's like, you know, like, you know, you walk down the street, somebody sees you, and that's their impression of you. That's great, you know. That's 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 that's, that's nothing to do with you, you know. It's like, um, you know, same, same with like throwing out, rec- uh, you know, songs, music, whatever, you know. Somebody hears it, whatever they like, you know. I mean, how many times have you guys listened to like songs and you're like, wow, this is like the best song because of this time in my life. And the people that wrote it never, never knew about that. You know, they'll never be privy to that um, information. You know, like, but it's good for you. You know, you know, so, so yeah, it's like throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah. Next, yeah. next question. <laughs> I do. I do like. Like, here's the thing. I didn't see that pistols. Uh, uh, uh whatever it was. Uh, on Hulu. Yeah, I didn't uh-huh. see that. Like. And I just saw it when I got back home this week and I watched it and I actually, I don't care what the fuck Frankie Dalmain says. <laughs> I like, I liked it. I like, he's got, he's got problems if he doesn't like it. <laughs> problems. <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is that um, there's been, uh, so Jonesy's jukebox is now, uh, a podcast and so he's taking some of those archival interviews yeah putting them in podcast form and he's he's doing new interviews so he did like an interviews with like the cast and with danny boyle and okay. those have been like an interesting listen nice nice yeah um yeah jonesy's always been good man I, I i gotta tell you like i mean i do my own radio show and i gotta tell you he's a big influence on me for sure you know uh, play, play what you like and and that's one thing I always got out of it. You know, he's like, you know, play the stuff that makes you fucking, that, that makes you go. And, um, fuck it. Does, you know, you don't have to get, you know, try to pretend you're somebody else for anybody. You know, it's like, you know, just, do, just do it. So 
uh, de definitely he's influenced on me. Um, I, I, I haven't listened to any of the new ones um, or anything, but I, I probably will sometime, you know. You know, but, uh, but, but I, I always, you know, like for him, I always liked the music because he always played cool shit. And I always got turned on mm -hmm. to cool shit. You know, he'd, he'd always play like, you know, shit that I didn't know, you know, like, um, you know, and then I have to research and go, what the fuck was that? You know, like, um, so, so that's what I'm all about, you know, and that's what I try to do with my radio show too. It's like, I just want to play, ho hopefully I play, turn people on to shit, you know, it's like good songs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In case anybody's wondering it. Yeah. It's super grease radio. And, and what's the station that it's on? It's on luxuria music.com. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice studio, pretty nice station. Howie Pyro was on there before he passed away. Rest in peace. Um, you know, there's some other people, Lee Joseph's on there. Um, uh, I think Miriam Lena might have a show on there, but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of the people. The My, Michael from uh, the Three O'clock has a show on there, and stuff. So, um, kind of mm. kind of cool to be kind of cool to be on with all those people. You know, yeah, it's a, it's, sure. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice place. I just have an hour show, just just uh, pick out records and uh, and spin them. You know, so it's it's good 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 uh, good outlet for me. You know, like the pandemic's been weird. I haven't really been. You know, everyone's like, and I talked to talked to Francois from Motorcycle Boy about this too. He's like, everyone always asks me, like, you must be writing tons of songs right now. And I'm like, no, I, I haven't even picked up my bass. And I'm like, the same, the same with me through the pandemic. I'm like, it's kind of cool, just like, to, just to take a break. You know, I know Frankie's out there writing 365 songs in 365 days. And, you know, I applaud him on that, you know, it's, it's great, you know, you know, um, four or five of those might end up on a crazy squeeze record in the future nice. and, and stuff. And he's got his own thing going on. I'm glad right now he's got his own thing going on um, with his own solo project. And he's got a great band um, that I hooked up for him, you know, um, uh, backing him up. So, so it's going to be good. I can't wait to see that. I think they're playing, their first show uh, and next month or the, the month after. So I'm excited to see that. And stuff. Cool. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about crazy squeeze. How, how did yeah. that band come about? Oh, cr crazy squeeze came about. It was like pretty much ex members of the stitches. So it was um, Johnny sleeper that played on eight by 12 and the early seven inches. Um, and it was me. And then we ended up getting Logan, who was a guitar player that I, I took the place uh, of Logan. Logan played. You might hear him, even though I'm credited, you might hear him on the, the live version of I Just Want to Fuck on the, the, our very first uh, release with, the, uh, with USA and Corrupted Ideals. Yeah, that that's him. That, that, yeah, that's him. I would never play that mess that he played. Um, so that's him, <laughs> even though I got uh, blamed for it. Um, but, uh, but, but Logan was, uh, so it was me, Logan, uh, Johnny sleeper. So it was three original stitches and we just, uh, stitches weren't really playing much. Weren't really writing much. I had some songs and we did, um, me and sleeper were doing a band with Jimmy Greco. who's a professional skateboarder. We had this band called the tenors 
it was uh, him and Francois from Motorcycle Boy, um, me and Jimmy Greco on guitar vocals, and then Sleeper on drums. Um, that kind of we recorded like two songs that should come out sometime, hopefully, and then oh, um, yeah, and then um, uh, me and Sleeper just continued on. Got got Logan in there. Logan was kind of kicking heroin at the time, and it was kind of hard um, for him. And then this this chick um, that was leaving her husband uh, wanted to be the bass player. And then, unfortunately, I started dating her uh, at the time. So um, we recorded a demo that that should come out as well. Um, and, and then uh, all this shit went down. I broke up with the chick. She left. We got uh, rid of Logan, and we were like, "Who, who are we gonna get?" And we got Frankie because um, I've always been a fan of Frankie. You know, been a fan of the Teenage Frames, yeah, even though, yeah. even though like Frankie moved to Hollywood, like you know, like over probably fifteen, seventeen, eighteen, maybe twenty years ago, and I think he's played with the teenage frames like about five times or six times in that whole time. Uh, and I was like, we got to get him out of the teenage frames and, you know, start playing. So, so we got Frankie and then we got crispy from uh, Richmond sluts who came in and provided the most amazing bass on a record. You know, I love that. I love uh, the first LP. I love all his bass work on that. Um, but unfortunately he couldn't do it live. Um, and he got mad at us for some reason and left us. And we got Dat No from the Super Bees. So we had two Super Bees and two Stitches um, and then one Teenage Frame. So it was good, you know, and that and that's um, that was our our band for a while. And then Sleeper wanted to leave. He, he, he didn't feel like um, it was – uh, Sleeper's always one of those guys. It's like I, I'm better than this, you know. Oh, yeah. And, it, and he'll he'll use that. What he'll he'll use that. I'm better. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, you know. And I'm like, we're doing whatever you want to do. You know. It's not my. It's not. You know. This isn't me. You know. It's like this is us. You know. I'm not. I'm not leading the band. I'm just like, hey, whatever you guys want to do. So, um, so he wanted to leave, you know, and he left and he joined some, uh, Jesus and Mary chain sounding band that like, he doesn't have to play that much, you know, which is the worst thing ever because he, he's the most dynamic action packed drummer around. And he wanted to do like, just like these little act like he wasn't really doing anything, which, which, you know, if that's what you want to do, which, if that's what you want to do, go do it. Anyway, um, so we got Ian that was in the Starvations, and he toured with us and played it in the last LP. And now we have a uh, Sean from the Gaggers. You know that I, I just I was trying to listen to uh, right before you guys called. I was trying to listen to that uh, uh, Marco interview, and that was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, like Sean, I met Sean in England when Gaggers opened up for the Stitches in 2013, and then. We just remained friends, and he married a friend of mine, moved over here, and Sean's awesome. You know, he's, yeah. he's, great. he's a great guy. So he plays with us. He plays with uh, Tenement Rats. Uh, yeah. 
and, and a couple other bands as well. So, um, uh, crazy squeeze. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's been, it's been great pretty much. I try to give as much flexibility to everyone. I want like when Johnny sleepers in the band, I wanted him to sing as much as possible, even though he didn't really want to write much or whatever, you know, I give him songs, you know, Hey, yeah, you're singing this, you know, um, Frankie always writes his own songs. Of course, you know, he's got tons. He sends me like 20 songs and I'll be like, Oh, these five are great. You know, we want to do these. You know, yeah. and 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 we do them. So I, I help him rewrite them, kind of maybe put a bridge in, do do a little bit with those. I'm the worst. You know, I'm, I'm the laziest guy. <laughs> I'm the laziest guy ever. Um, I have songs, kind of, but like I wait to the last minute to, as you could probably tell, um, on um, you know, and you know, before I do them. So so whatever. But um, but it, uh, for my my uh. In, my vision of the crazy squeeze was definitely back then to, to do, to do like a, um, a proto punk before, before any of this stuff was really getting, you know, like, um, you know, thought of or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, we kind of predate Judah or whatever, but like, Hey, whatever those guys do their own version, you know? So, so it's cool. Like we just didn't come out with our stuff till a little bit later. And stuff, but I, but I, but I envisioned us like being like fucking, you know, like you know, like seventy-three dudes, nineteen seventy-three with like you know mullets and comeback hair, you know, and and like uh, you know, like uh, Teddy Boy coats and you know, like whatever, you know, that's what I kind of envisioned, just us doing that. And I call it pub rock, not really because it it doesn't, it's not really pub rock at all, but it's just we play pubs, so <laughs> wow. you know. So I ca- I call it that. I mean, you know, definitely we're influenced by, uh, you know, uh, the gorillas or whatever. But then, you know, Frankie is totally, you know, just um, a power pop guy, and and you know loves you know loves everything like wipers or whatever brings it in there. I'll, you know, I'll bring whatever, you know, shit. I'll bring like GBH whatever in there. I don't care, you know, <laughs> you, you know, just um, but. But yeah, I just wanted to do a little something a little bit different that wasn't being done. And yeah. since then, since then, there's a lot of stuff that's that's being done, and that's great. And and you know that that's good. You know, a lot of it's way better than us, so so it's good. Yeah. But uh, but I still enjoy it, you know. And um, hopefully you'll have a new Crazy Squeeze record sometime, maybe in twenty twenty three. I don't know. We'll see. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. You know, got, got a lot of stuff to write about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything's good. Crazy squeeze. Hopefully, um, we're, we're supposed to do, we were supposed to do a tour, little tour of the Northwest with the, uh, the stitches back in, uh, over, uh, St. Patrick's day, but my drummer got a really bad cold. It wasn't COVID, but, um, but uh, still, no one wants to get in a van with somebody these days, you know, that has a cold and a fever, you know. So um, way to cancel that. And um, hopefully um, both uh, Stitches and Crazy Squeeze will be touring sometime in the near future. Love to do Europe. Love to do um, the U.S., you know. That would Stuff be great because like you guys, Crazy Squeeze, haven't toured a lot, right? Um, we've toured Europe, not in the States. We've toured Europe twice. We did one, uh, we've done t- two kind of, uh, 
tours like of mid of the Midwest, one of like the East Coast and Canada, you know. So, um, you know, we we haven't we haven't toured extensively, you know. I mean, usually everyone works, you know. So yeah. it's so so it's tough, you know, with that. And you know, as anybody can tell you, no one makes money, you know. Yeah, touring, touring right now. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit more now than before if, if places are open because people haven't seen live music. But I mean, it's still. I mean, it's still weird here. You know, it's it. People still don't want to go out, and it's yeah. like I just think people got used to being at home. And I'm not one of those people that want to do like. There's all these bands that are like, check me out. We're doing this live you know, video cast from yeah. this rehearsal studio. And I'm like, to me, no, no thanks. You know, it's like, I, I'm just not into that. You know, it's like, I, I love I get the, person, the, the person to person, you know, um, interaction. Oh yeah. Dude, there's an things. energy. There's an energy to live music, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and as much as I don't want to do stuff, I'm like, fuck, I gotta, you know, I got some shows right now in September. I'm like, Oh, I gotta practice. I'm like, ah, fuck. You know, and then like once I, do, once I do it, I'm like the happiest man in the world. You know, it's probably like my radio. It's probably like your radio show. You're like, fuck, I got to interview Johnny Whitmer tonight. You're like, fuck, I don't want to do that. And then once you do it, you're gonna be like, oh, that was fun. And you're, and you're gonna feel you're gonna feel renewed. Tomorrow you're gonna want to go to a uh, a movie with your wife or girlfriend or or whatever. You know. Like, that's funny yeah i was telling my gal that she's like let's go to a movie i'm like i fucking hate movies and i like i play a show or do my radio show i'm like let's go see a movie she's like, I'm like, <laughs> like be, I feel a whole lot better now <laughs> you know i got it out. i got it out i got it out you know so um so yeah it's, it's definitely therapy man it's like yeah and that's i you know it's like i definitely don't do it for the money i guess you know like um you know but it's definitely therapy and you know, just, um, you know, talking to people, people knowing who you are, it's always good, you know, and it just, it, it makes me smile. All right, man. Well, one more question I wanted to ask before, yes. before we go. Fire away. Um, so, okay. So, um, I have met you before in person. You probably don't remember, but when you guys, when the stitches, came to phoenix um when you opened up for green day oh yeah okay and me and, and jim buds from underground medicine i love jim jim's a great guy came and, and he put yeah, out the two yeah. first uh crazy squeeze seven inches right right with, uh, with so, marco what's that oh yeah yeah with marco yeah co-release yeah and so anyway yeah we came and and we saw you guys and so i wanted to ask you how the hell did that happen like how did you guys end up playing with green day it, it was the weirdest thing it was all one weekend um my our our, our friend our um our good friend uh fuzzy is um he he works in the uh fashion industry and he he works for a couple different companies and um you know um does like surfwear and what whatever uh, I guess he was surfing one day with um, Billy Joe and he was like, Hey, we need somebody to open up for us. We're doing a couple of on and out shows um, or, or a couple secret shows. You know, it was like, 
it was right after um, Billy Joe got busted for being on Oxycontin or whatever he was on, um, and he told people to fuck off at the at that one um, iHeartRadio or whatever it was. Yeah. That's, so that's he true. so so it was like he went to rehab and then he got out of that, you know. And he's like, we're gonna do we want to do a couple warm up gigs, and um, my friend Fuzzy called us was like hey you, you want to do it and we're like yeah we'll do it and they offered us like three shows it was like uh pomona california it was uh arizona and it was um austin city limits and i'm like yeah let's do all three and then for some reason one or one of the other members couldn't do the austin city limits so i think we turned uh turned them onto the fleshlights you guys ever hear the flashlights? They're from they're from Austin, so so we uh, oh, I don't think so. We, we, yeah, we we hooked them up with this band called the Flashlights, mm-hmm. but uh, we played two shows and it was good. It was weird. It was definitely weird. Like um, you know, I mean, I was I don't know if it was the biggest stages we've ever played on, or it, it was just different, you know. But um, Green Day were very very cool. I mean, you know, um, nice guys. You know, um, it was just weird. We couldn't drink beer because everything had to be like kind of sober for Billy Joe. And that was oh. weird. That was weird for us. So we had to be outside like in the lobby, like, you know, drinking beer before we couldn't bring anything on stage, you know, or anything. And that was kind of weird. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they were, they were nice guys. And it was, it was great because the kids were totally cheering. They were great, you know, and I'm like, you know, like, how do you kids feel? Yay! <laughs> what, what, what do you? Who do, who do you guys? Want, what song you guys want to hear? Green Day. You know, like so they just wanted to get off the stage. You know? Okay. <laughs> you know? And like I, I think Adam Turkle was the the funniest because like he took a picture of uh or we took a picture of the crowd and posted it after that uh, Arizona show and he's like. Here, kids. Here's a song about hookers and heroin. You know, what do you think about this? Like, and I was like, yeah, there you go. You know, um, you know, but uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun time, man. Like, uh, they they were nice. They paid us extremely well. Um, you know, what would I? Do? Yeah, would I do it again? Yeah, sure. I don't. I have no problem with it. A lot of people got pissed that we did that. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pete. Pete could tell you more because Pete knew him, I think, before, like, when they used to play, like, in Compton, you know, before they got big with, like, Dookie or whatever. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Pete used to go see him, and he was in Corrupt Out of Deals, so I think they crossed paths a couple times or something, you know, so um, he could probably tell you more about him. And he's always liked him, but I just, I mean, I never, you know, I mean, whatever I heard on the radio was, was okay, but, you know, and I, I've never been, like, a, a big fan, but um, they're not on, they're def- on heavy rotation on Super Grease Radio. <laughs> um, they're they're, def- they're definitely cool. I mean, it's just not it's not my cup of tea. It's like I mean, I'm gonna oh, tell yeah. you, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna break the news to you guys. I have a hard time, you know, finding stuff anymore. You know, I mean, I know you guys do. I know Josh always does. You know, um, you know, and he's always finding new stuff, and and I take a listen, and some of it's really good, you know. But um, you know, I mean, I really did like the last Faz Waltz. You know, LP like the, you know they were kind of doing rockabilly, oh, yeah. and I thought and I thought that was you know more refreshing than 
what they're doing before, like kind of like the like the Judah stuff or 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 whatever. Um, I try to like Chubby and the Gang. I heard them and it was okay, but I I, uh, I have to go back and listen to them because I don't I don't really really remember what they sound like. Um, you know, Amos the Sniffers. I saw them live. I see them all the time in my neighborhood. Like every time they're in LA, they're always like walk around my neighborhood, and I always tell them, I always go, go back to fucking. Australia, you Muppets, you know, like out the wi- out out the window. I don't think that. I don't think that because because they're they're awesome. But they're awesome at whatever they do. You know, I they're they're not my cup of tea. But like, you know, I saw them live. I saw them live. I saw them live, and people like them. So hey, you know, people like them. That's, that's that's a good that's a good thing. But I just you know, I like giving people shit, even though they probably don't deserve it. You know? Oh man! Yeah, All right, so. man. Well. So, can you tell tell people <laughs> where where the, where people can listen to Crazy Squeeze? People can get Stitches records. Get a hold. Oh, of that's a that's that's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, you can yeah, right yeah. now, right now, um, right now. I was going to tell people to go to Bandcamp, but I just read some big post by um, Charles Matthews. I don't know what's going on with that guy. That guy has always got something going on with like you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm joking, I'm joking, Charles. But no, he, no, he just he just said that uh, uh, they're going to start taxing um, Bandcamp. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know um, what's going to happen. If is you that, make is, over is, a certain amount, is, yeah, six hundred dollars a year. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know if we ever do that. So <laughs> uh, definitely with the stitches, we probably do, but we don't sell personal product on there. So um, at this time, I would say you could go to Bandcamp, the stitches. You could go to Bandcamp the crazy squeeze right now. Um, we don't sell personal product on there. Um, we, I guess we had to do the same thing with um, big cartel, but big cartel, you can go and buy stuff from the stitches on big cartel. It's like big cartel dot the stitches. And I think we have a, uh, whatever vinyl we have left and we got to get some, uh, we, we got to re up on all that stuff. We, we just, I'm sitting on like fucking, 900 shirts that we got pressed up for those shows we had a couple months ago. So yeah, we, we, we're going to put those shirts up on uh, the stitches, a uh, big cartel or maybe the, uh, or maybe a, a band camp. So, oh, cool. so, 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 so check us out. We got some shirts. I need a new stitches um, shirt. You do. All right. Well, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can grab one there. And, and if you, uh, if you need one in advance before we get it up there, PM me, I'll, uh, I'll get you, I'll, I'll put you in the right hands. Um, awesome. but yeah, but, but yeah, we're, um, but yeah, you can do that for now. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Ch- check us out. N- uh, nothing new for right now for either band, but, um, we're definitely, um, we definitely have the wheels in motion for the singles collection for, um, the crate or for, uh, uh, the stitches. And we have a rarities that I've been working on for the crazy squeeze called tossed salad. <laughs> Nice. No, no, nice. no one, under, no one understands like my uh, humor with the crazy squeeze. I think, <laughs> I think it's all fun, you know. It's like kind of like you know, hey, whatever, whatever. So, um, it's it's all humor, you know. You got you got to smile, you got to smile when you listen to it. Of course, man. You get to, yeah, it's yeah, a secret yeah. in life. Yeah, no, well, no, no one understands that. We all like every musician wants to be a comedian. And I think most podcasters do as well, correct? 
if not, if, if, if not, if not, they should. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Secretly. Well, hey, man. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for for lending us your time. Um, if you no, don't no mind problem. sticking around for just a little bit, I, I want to yeah. ask you a couple of things. Um, yeah, no problem. We, we hit the, the end and broadcast no, here, but yeah, no, no problem here. All right, man. Well, yeah, again, I'll, I'll hang out. Do do what you want to do. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you again, man, for for stopping by, and we want to thank also our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and if you have the means. Please leave us a review or a rating because not only does it help our show, it helps spread the word on all the people that we have on our show, all their projects and all their stuff. We would greatly appreciate it. And with that, this is the Born Too Late podcast signing off.